A note about today's Channel Mom show. My guest today is considered controversial by some. He's the author of The Shack and now his new book, Eve. Some scholars question his fictional interpretations of the Bible. However, we chose to interview this author because we believe he has an important message for women, namely that we're not more evil or less worthy than men, but that we are beloved by God and Christ as the treasured girls, women, moms, sisters, daughters, and wives we were created to be. I do hope you enjoy the show. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are. I can barely contain myself about what we're going to talk about today because I think it's going to be very meaningful to moms and and probably some dads out there as well and and hopefully a few uh, teens who might listen to our show. You know, look, you you hear from the introduction, the reason I do this show is I think there's very little media out there that helps a mom and speaks to a mom and 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 caters to to, to her needs. And that is why we do this show. So I'm I'm choosy about the guests that I pick because I think is this going to be relevant? Is this going to sew into, is this going to encourage, uh, equip, uh, you know, really help a mom where she lives? And and that is why I chose this particular guest today, because I, <laughs> I really think that this is going to help you. I, I, I believe that we're going to blow wide open your idea of who you were made to be as a woman by God himself. Our next guest changed a lot of lives with his first book. I think it was his first book. He's got a couple, which broke almost all the rules when it came to writing about faith in God. He's the author of The Shack, which sold 25 million copies. But now this what I would call unorthodox writer has a new book, which is breaking the rules again. And this time it's about women and how we should view ourselves from God's perspective. And that's why I chose it. The book is called Eve. And I think it's probably safe to say that never before have you heard this I don't know, very comforting interpretation of who women really are within creation and who you really can be in today's world. This new book by William Paul Young is Eve. He likes to be called Paul, so I will do that. Of course, uh, he did write The Shack. Many of you have heard of that book. Very, very, very popular book. Uh, the new book, Eve, is being called a bold, unprecedented exploration of the creation narrative true to original texts and centuries of scholarship, but... With a breath, with breathtaking discoveries that challenge traditional misconceptions about who we are and how we're made as women. And I really want this to be helpful to women today. I, I want, oh my, I just have a hope for this. So let me quickly uh, read his bio and welcome him. And then I want to play a song that I'm hoping he'll identify with, uh, has a message in it that I think goes along with what he's saying in his book, strangely enough. Uh, William Paul Young was born a Canadian and raised among a Stone Age tribe by Aborigines, I believe, in New Guinea. 
by his missionary parents. He suffered great loss as a child and a young adult. He says he now enjoys the wastefulness of grace with his family in the Pacific Northwest. Been married for 36 years now, I believe he just told me. Uh, as I've said, he's the author of The Shack and also another New York Times bestseller, Crossroads. And now his new book, Eve, which we're going to talk about. And I'm so thrilled and hope it's a real help for women to see themselves in a new way, for moms to see themselves in a new way on this show today. Welcome, Paul Young, to Channel Mom Radio. We're so glad to have you. Uh, Jenny, it's an honor to be uh, with you. Are you a Jennifer or a Jenny? I was born a Jennifer, yes, but I Jennifer I, Jennifer is one of my all-time special names. Uh, really? So, uh, yes. Here, I'll, um, I'll tell you two reasons. Okay. One is that we had a six-month period where we had major losses. Um, Kim, who I'm married to for 36 yeah. years, a couple days ago, um, her mom passed away unexpectedly at 59. Massive oh, coronary, oh. three-day stint in the hospital. And uh, three months before that, my 18-year-old brother was killed. And three months after that, my five-year-old niece was killed the day after her fifth birthday. <sighs> her name was Jennifer. Uh. And uh, Jennifer is, is part of the basis for the Missy character in the shack. Wow. And, um, I have a con- and then okay. my cousin, I have a cousin, Jennifer, who... Um, both my cousins, um, Tessa's kids, uh, my favorite aunt. <laughs> okay. They, uh, they both struggled with schizophrenia for years. Oh. And, uh, just a few years ago, Jennifer finally gave up the fight and, and, um, took her own life. And oh. so Jennifer is a really special name for me. And so you're automatically way inside my world <laughs> just because of your name. Well, thank you for that. I feel like I should switch the, the what I call myself from Jenny back to Jennifer. Nah, Jenny's good. I got good friends named Jenny. Good. It's always connected to Jennifer usually. Sure, it is. And I am a Jennifer. And by the way, I have a confession to make before we get launched into Eve. I never read, was it chapter four? Was it chapter yeah. four of the shack? I never read it. I read every other chapter except that one because well, that is totally understandable because it's so wrenching. Yeah. And my daughter at the time, how, how old was Missy in, in that chapter? Five. five. My daughter was five at the time. Yeah. And, and so I, I, mean, I, I totally get that. I thought I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it. So thank you for getting that. But that's my, that's my confession. Well, and, and I, I didn't make it graphic. You know, I wrote the book originally as a way to, Try to explain inside fiction to our six children. We have six, so yeah, yeah. I know a little bit about about raising kids, but uh, it was a try. It's a way to try to explain, you know, who is God inside of a world where terrible things happen. Yes, like you know Jennifer, my brother Stephen, or Kim's mom Shirley, and um, and you know, th- and those stories are repeated over and over and over. So yeah, chapter four was wrenching. It wasn't it wasn't ever graphic, but it was. So real and so human that uh, people who are Stephen King fans and horror fans, they couldn't handle the shack. And uh, yeah. it, it was just too real for them. So, yeah. And, and yeah, I may. I, I, I get that. I'm Now that my I'm getting closer to the true understanding of how much God loves us, I may be able to go back and read it. But we should launch into your other book. <laughs> I want to play this song. It's going to take about a minute. So be patient. Please. There's some words in the song that I want you to listen to because I think it goes along with your book. Are you ready? Absolutely. No uh, okay. Touch the Sky by Hillsong. What fortune lies beyond the stars 
Okay, there it is. Those are the words. What treasure waits within your scars? The gift of freedom gold can't buy. I bought the world and sold my heart. You traded heaven to have me again. And I thought, man, this goes with his new book, Eve, I think, in many ways. What do you think of that? I love it. And are you familiar with that Japanese art where they put gold in the seams of broken pottery? No, that sounds good. And these are... These are normal, everyday pieces of pottery that people use in their everyday work, whether they're, you know, uh, serving food in them or washing stuff or whatever. And and there is a Japanese art where when one of those, what we would consider ordinary, normal, everyday, when one of those gets broken, they don't discard it. What they do is they take it to an artist who then pours gold into all the seams. So that the value of it broken becomes more worth, uh, has a greater worth than the value of it when it was just taken for granted. Yeah, amen. And um, so there is something that is akin to that, you know, about, about, yeah, I, I don't believe that God is the one who creates the trauma that that then elicits the scars. But I do believe that God climbs in to those broken places with us and then builds icons and monuments of grace that become ways of touching and healing other people. I don't, I don't think God is just someone who has uh, tries to justify the ends by the means. Some things are just completely wrong. Sure. And, and the right response is fury. Sure. I want you to give us a preview of what we'll talk about more in depth for, for the moms and the women out there about how they should see themselves based on your new book, Eve. Um, sure. We only have about two minutes for you to do it, but but okay. you're you're and and we'll have much more in the next segment. But it, it says that you're you're sort of changing what our perception should be. You know, our we're constrained by cultural roles and cultural rules and limitations. What you know, in a nutshell, in a minute and a half, are you doing with Eve for the sake of women? I'm I'm re-narrating the story. A lot of times. Uh, a narrative, when it changes, changes everything and how you see it. And, um, and, and I think we've been dominated by a false narrative. And it's not, it's not that the biblical story or the Hebrew scriptures are wrong. It's that we've overlaid it with male-dominant uh, types of, of uh, mentality. So in the storyline, and I think it's true to scholarship and true to the uh, text itself, Eve is literally thoroughly thoroughly deceived and and Adam participates in that deception and it changes the entire framing of that story and it becomes a human story rather than a separation and a division story yeah and and you have these characters Eve and Lily um, and for mothers and daughters, um, I just I think man I mean I started crying at one point when they were together and they were watching the birth of Adam, and I don't want to go into too much detail because I want people to pick up your book, frankly. But um, man, the 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 metaphors and the relationships and the and the symbols are just so rich in this book. So I compliment you on Eve, uh, Paul. Yeah, the, the the attempt is that there might be a path to freedom for us all. It's never, it's not intended to bash anybody, 
but it's intended to say there is a whole different way of looking at this conversation, and we need a different way of looking sure. at this conversation. Uh, absolutely, and women need to be inspired by that. We're going to take a break here in about 30 seconds, but um, Paul Young will return with us to talk about Eve and what he's doing. And, and this isn't sort of a, you know a political, you know, feminist treatise. This is a totally different thing. It's it's a way to get women to a new place of seeing themselves in God's eyes based on how he has interpreted scripture, which I think is is true and it, it's beautiful. So so stay tuned for some, for some new perspective on who you are as a woman and and who how God views you uh in light of Paul Young's new book Eve. We'll be right back with the rest of Channel Mom. <laughs> an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chip Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom Radio. We're so glad to have uh, the author, Paul Young, who's best known for his book, The Shack, but he's got a new one, Eve, that really speaks to women. By the way, I do encourage you to go check my friend uh, Chip restaurant out that uh, you just heard the commercial about when you go uh, down 285 south on the way to Breckenridge. Such a down-home wonderful place. I'd be honored if you'd step in and see him and enjoy his restaurant. Okay, now back with uh, Paul Young. Welcome back, Paul. I'm glad to be back. Just uh, make sure you tell them Jenny sent you. Okay. Or Jennifer, whichever you prefer. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So look, this book is deep. So there's no way we're going to cover it all. And I just want to invite women to to get a new perception of themselves based on your your, your true to the Bible interpretation. But man, it's a rich new way to see the role of Eve um, in the creation story and and women, period. So let's go to this one one place that I that I want to talk about in the book. The 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 character um, that is the daughter of Eve. Is that correct to say? Yeah, that would be correct to say, okay. like, we all, like we all are, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. All women. Um, so, well, and yes, I understand what you're saying there. She <laughs> She's referred to as princess, and that seems to upset her. And then she talks about a kind of rage she has. And she seems to have some memory of abuse, and she doesn't trust men. And, and there are a lot of women in this position, by the way. And she feels um, put down by men. And she she hears words about herself like unworthy, and she's a nobody. And these are she, this brings up rage in her and insecurity and she feels bad about herself, frankly, as as this woman. And I think I think he's doing something with this. And he's and he's trying to reinterpret uh, how a woman should feel about herself. So so tell me what's going on. Well, princess is a is a term that if you've been involved in in any of the trafficking world or in sexual abuse histories, it's an it's a unfortunately it is a powerfully negative word for a lot of uh, people who have experienced abuse and. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from that history. So part of her antipathy for that word is connected to, um, you know, uh, memories that she's just not in touch with at the at the point, but feels it viscerally. And, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, I have two daughters and I have now uh, our our seventh granddaughter is about to emerge in about nine weeks, eight weeks. And um, and, I, and I've got two grandsons, but I've got four sons. So it's kind of flipped now. And and. I see a common 
uh, lie that has penetrated into the world of, of women incredibly deeply and partly from the narrative that we've adopted from the um, Genesis story. And, and the narrative is, uh, or the lie is, you are not worthy of being loved. Yeah. You're not worthy of being loved. And I tell my daughters and I tell the, the young women, especially in my life, that when they look in a mirror, I want them to see an exclamation point, not a question mark. <laughs> and, and a question mark has dominated the way that women see themselves. And what they've done to try to combat it a lot of times is try to enter a world of competition, which men aren't finding identity or worth or value in either. But that's where they turned in the Genesis story. Then when they turned from God, they turned to the works of their hands sure. and to the ground. And she turns to a relationship, which means that she is far healthier than the man is fundamentally, because I believe God is fundamentally a relational being. And, um, but the man just turns to the ground. So you're not going to find identity and worth and value and competition and comparison and competing. And, um, but all of us, we're going to find our healing inside of relationship. But we've got to be told the truth. And this this idea that we're just damaged goods, that we're just, that we're doing something that is not up to our potential, that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not thin enough, we're not beautiful enough, we're just not enough. And uh, And that is a lie at the core of the being of humanity, let alone women, but it dominates women. And so they're constantly trying to find identity, meaning, purpose, destiny, community, um, all of those things, security inside someone else's reflection, rather than being able to look into a mirror and see a, an exclamation point sure. that comes from the truth of who they, of knowing who they are. And so part of this story is to say, look, a proper narrative understands that that all of femininity, all of femaleness originates as much in the nature of God as any masculinity or maleness. God is neither male nor female, or, uh, and he's definitely not 51% male and 49% female. I mean, it's just, that's not the very character and nature of God. Man, woman, male, female, was created in the image of God. And and um, so we sort of dive uh, divorce that then we told a narrative to put the blame at the women and one of my fundamental questions that's emerged from this particular work is uh, because Eve's always said well you know she's gullible and she's to blame for all the damage in the world and all that kind of stuff and, and my question is so would you rather be in a relationship with a human being who is trustworthy enough to be gullible or someone who will betray you on purpose <laughs> and uh and that's the distinction between inside the story between um, Eve and Adam. And the New Testament, it just comes alongside and says eight times, look, it was through one man sin entered the world. And it's just men have so dominated the narrative that they placed the blame at the women's feet. And so part of this is to say, let's, we've got to get past this. And we've got to have a new view and understanding of of our gender and the fact that it's an ex it's a spectrum of the character and nature of God. And I mean, there are elements in me that are classically and traditionally feminine, whether it's gentleness or kindness. Those are as much masculine traits inside the character and nature of God as they are feminine. Sure. And I and I, I want to be fully human and fully alive. Yes. And that's, 
And that's where, I, you know, the book is not partic- it's not intended to be told from a quote-unquote woman's perspective, but it is told from a human perspective. And unfortunately, we live in a world where every conversation about wholeness and relationship and, and authenticity and kindness and goodness, which should be a human conversation, it naturally is a feminist conversation, which thank God, you know, and uh, it just means that, like in the story of Genesis, that Eve was a way to call back Adam to his humanity and away from the turning away from God that he had already started to participate in. Sure. she and, w- it, um, in, in the Genesis yeah. story, it, it says that Eve was created to be Adam's complement. And I looked up the definition of that. That was original. That was before sin. She was created to well, be his complement, which means a thing that completes. That. It's, it's complement, I think, is... Um, is a little bit of a dicey word because well, but can um, I let me give you the definition though that I worked I looked up. It means okay. a thing that completes or brings to perfection. And I thought, how interesting they needed each other to be yeah. to be brought well, that to part per- of it. Uh, yeah, that part of it I'm good with. In fact, the Hebrew word is a help, and that's translated a help meet. But the word help is only used for God and women. It's uh, in the verse that says that God is our present help in time of trouble. That's yeah. the same word that is used in Genesis. And the word meet means face to face. And uh, one of the best Hebrew um, uh, translations of that passage says that, that she has created a power face to face with him, a power equal to him. Okay, now and I'm going to, I have to interrupt yeah, you because we only have four minutes left. Um, I want to say a couple things. First of all, I had to stop myself from crying <laughs> when you said that so many women at their core believe that they're unlovable. And I, and I think it's a thing that interrupts a lot of women from getting close to God. So whether a woman does believe the Bible story and does believe in Christ and does believe in God or whether she doesn't, this book will speak, I believe, to all women to say that's a lie. You are not unlovable, and every woman, including myself, needs to hear that. And secondly, our commercial and material world plays into that. We, we need makeup to be lovable. We need to have a big house to be lovable. We need to be a size two to be lovable. We, we need to be the perfect you know, mom, and we need to be a great worker bringing in six figures every year, whatever it is. Our whole world plays into that lie that says you need all these things to be lovable, or you need a man to tell you that you're lovable or sexy or whatever it is. And, and so I applaud you for, for just coming to women gently and saying this is such a lie, and, and you are indeed lovable, and, and the God of the universe wrote a story to prove that that's that's true. Okay. Absolutely. Now, so let, let me. Well, two minutes though. Two minutes. Yeah. Give okay. me that example. So, so let's talk about makeup. Makeup is either a way to express the beauty that is within, or it's a way to cover up a sense of ugliness. Sure. Right. Again, yeah. it's a difference in narrative. Okay. So okay. I, I got nothing against makeup. I got nothing against any of those things. But, but what we're doing is allowing the beauty that is within to be portrayed in terms of artistic sense, or we're trying to cover up the fact that we just think that we are absolutely worthless or nothing unless we cover it up. And, um, and again, you have this, the difference being is what is the truth about who I am and where do I find out the truth about who I am? Because the truth of who I am has, cannot be contingent. It's got to be something that I am. Not something because somebody tells me or because I get an attention for something or, you know, contingent upon someone. It has to come from inside out. Sure, it can't be perfect. 
that's part of this beauty of this of this story. Yeah, so, it can't be performance based. And yep, I, and it I, cannot. And and you, I know you're somebody who comes from that place. Okay, we have a minute and a half. The book okay. is Eve, released on September 15th. The author is William right. Paul Young, who also wrote The Shack. So tell folks, Paul. First of all, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you are trying to bring women to that place, and actually men too, where we see ourselves as complete and unique and not constrained to cultural rules or limitations. So how can folks find the new book? Eve by Paul Young. Anywhere. It's, every, it's everywhere. You can go to Walmart or Costco or Barnes and Noble or Amazon. It's, it's, it's going to be like everywhere and okay. uh, um, easy to get to. And if you want more stuff about what's going on in my world, you can just go to wmpauljoung.com. WM for William. Okay. Yeah, wmpauljoung.com. But that's, that's as easy as it is. Okay. You're a blessing. Thank you for writing this book. I can't read, wait to read the whole thing. Uh, thanks for being on Channel Mom, Paul. We, we so appreciate you. Uh, Jenny, thank you. And thank you for all of you out there who are doing things that nobody sees. Yeah. It matters, and you matter. Yeah, it does matter. You know, you have six kids, and your and your wife has been raising them along with you. So, <laughs> You know, men don't have a lot of choice but to marry up. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Life, so. Well, God yeah. bless you, Paul. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Me too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You heard it, moms. Please know that you're immensely valuable just in and of the fact of who you are. Thank you for all that you do as mothers. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for Channel Mom Radio. We depend on listeners like you to help us reach moms and families through radio and outreach. Check out two simple ways you can help. First, submit your mom question to be read on the air at Channel Mom. Simply submit questions on the Contact Us page at ChannelMom.com. Second, you can receive a CD of today's broadcast when you commit to a monthly gift of any amount to help Channel Mom serve moms through media and on the ground. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click Give to CM to donate. Be sure to note which Channel Mom show you'd like on your personal CD. Then we'll send your inspirational CD as our thanks to new Channel Mom partners. Channel Mom's mission is to provide media that uplifts moms and outreach partnerships that serve moms and families in order to share the love of God. View our past shows on video or listen to our podcasts on ChannelMom.com or share with us on Facebook and Twitter at Channel Mom. Channel Mom Radio. We're here for you. For you.